escape from Herrera. Bradley trying to chip on Joa, and he scores! Moves inside Ronaldo! Did you see David Beckham at the uh, Royal Wedding? He was so swagged out. What that I, guy was wearing, that's criminal. It, it was, dude. I don't know who paid him to dress him, but he made the correct choice, let me tell you. I I might have heard, if you listen closely to the film, you mm-hmm. can hear Meghan Markle getting second thoughts. I think so too, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Harry just didn't uh, wasn't like kick Beckham out of the out of the wedding because he looked too good. He's like, "Yo, oh. what are you doing showing up at this?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, George Clooney. All right, David Beckham. He shouldn't have been allowed in. No, yeah. the guards should have stopped him. You know what did it was that chain on his on his uh, exactly on his vest. Like who? Oh, dude. Anyway, I wonder if someone went just looking at him without the chain just goes. You know what you, know you what need? You need? <laughs> <laughs> and then he put it on and he's like, yeah, mate, that's what I need it. <laughs> that's fucking it, mate. That's that's, that's, right there. I'll tell you what. I'll be yeah. marrying Megan, I'll be marrying Megan Mark, <laughs> Markle in a few months, mate. <laughs> that beats any World Cup qualifying goal, yeah? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you like my chain, yeah? You like my chain. <laughs> It sparkles. It's it's made out of sixty four karat gold. <laughs> now I sound like Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> shall we? Shall we stop these shenanigans and get into the episode? Shena- shenanigans are stopped. Take us away. Are stopped. Hey guys, welcome to Two Lads Football Podcast for episode seven. This is part two of our Premier League in review episode. Um, the last episode, we covered some of the top teams in the Premier League, um, how their season went, some of the players that performed really well, and some of the things that they're going to have to improve in the summer to uh, catch City up. Um, so, getting started, let's start. Let's um, we left off with Tottenham, and let's stay in London um, and go to Chelsea. Um, kind of a kind of a weird season for them i very i I don't know what to i don't know what to make of them this season sometimes they looked fantastic sometimes they looked outright relegation zone team like i i do not know what to make of them the most bipolar team in the league by far yes this season for sure they had runs where they just impressed and they looked like they'd make a run for the title like they looked like a really contending team but and they just had performances where they just really looked like they shouldn't even be in the top six. Yeah, totally. I think the whole I think the whole Antonio Conte rumors and kind of locker room upset, um, kind of him losing the locker room, kind of him losing the players, distracted Chelsea from making a real title run this season. I think he's Definitely. he seems to be just kind of a distraction honestly for me he's a great manager he's done good things with chelsea won the league last year but he just everything that he does even when he's on the sideline he just is a distraction for players like you and i were making a comment the other day when we were watching the game like he spends the whole time on the sideline yelling at his players i guarantee you not one of them can hear him right like exactly i mean imagine how loud that stadium is and you're hoping to get out like 
crucial game instructions to like, hazard on the other side of the pitch 60 70 yards away there's no chance best case scenario it's someone by you and then he has to run across the field like what do you it's not exactly and what was it i think it, it was Mourinho that said uh if you have to give instructions during the game it's already too late yeah you can't you can't be doing it then you like a lot of managers will just sit back and watch the game and give their, no, for sure. their comments on on at halftime. But other than that, you can't really say anything. You have to go unprepared. To be to play devil's advocate, Mourinho is the one that sent out a written note with Rojo as he came on the field to Matich. Remember that? That is that true. That was pretty that funny. Was, and then I, I, and then a few and then a few weeks later, uh, I think it was Burnley that did it too. They they wrote a note out just very similar to what Mourinho did. It was it was actually quite funny. I thought. <laughs> Thought that was actually very interesting. I don't know if there was ever. I don't know if there's actually like rules around that. Not to get too sidetracked, but that it's kind of interesting that you can like bring a physical note out on the field and then I don't know. It just seemed I'm weird. Sure, to me. like they can just tuck in their sliders if it's something like that. If you're handing out textbooks on the sideline, I'm sure there's you know a line they draw on the sand somewhere. But yeah, I think I think Conte's got to go if Chelsea want to improve. I, I think, think he's I think he's gone this summer. I don't see him staying yeah. past this uh, this summer. He, I think if he's, he did well. It's just, it's there's too much turmoil in Chelsea yeah. for for anything. He has to move. And you know, Roman Abramovich likes to get rid of Chelsea managers. That's pretty much what he has done over the last what is it decade that he's been the uh, owner of Chelsea. He just seems very unhappy with managers as they come, even if they're very successful. Well, I, he doesn't stay happy. Yeah. You can be successful as you want, yeah. but you've got to keep winning and right now Chelsea isn't doing it they don't look well they don't look like they're going to do well coming into next season either so I agree I don't think Conte's staying some of the players that this there's been some more players that have disappointed me this season for Chelsea like Morata he was he was kind of bagged as one of the best strikers new strikers coming into the into the league and he has absolutely fallen off the face of the earth this season I never rated him to begin with I didn't expect him to do well to be honest he's all things considered, yeah, he's a good striker, but not this level. Yeah, and not this style of play either. The English and, style of play is way different. I, um, I agree. Yeah, he he is a uh, a little bit of the Spanish take on um, the English nine, but he's still not quite the the English forward. Shall we? Uh, shall we move up to North London and talk about? Talk about the uh, the good old Gunners. The Gunners. The Gunners, dude. Wow, that's that's pretty much sums up their sums up their season. It's just so moving on. Um... Wow, I've never seen a team look so unenthusiastic about games than Arsenal did. And that's considering. I mean, we're talking about Arsenal. Like they set the standard, and it's even for their standard. This is pretty. Limp dick. I mean, as you were yeah. saying, it, yeah, it <laughs> it's is pretty. It's limp pretty. Dick. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like it's it's not. It, there was no energy in the team. I just I, f- I feel bad for Arsenal fans because, I mean, they're obviously getting what they want, most of what they want with Arsenal with Arsene Wenger leaving. Um, I just do you really think that's going to make a difference next season? Me personally, I don't think that's going to make a difference. I I mean, it might make a little bit of a difference, but. It's just uh... long term, yes. Short term, no. I think it will make a difference, but right now they've got bigger problems than that. So, I I'm... mean, I'm interested to see how the new manager and it sounds like 
some reports today that it's going to be Unai Emery from PSG, but those are yet to be confirmed. Um, that um, I'm interested to see how he handles the players because Arsenal went out and bought Lacazette and then went out and bought Aubameyang. And it's just kind of like, it sounds great if they can be used together, but Ars- or Wenger never used them together, it seemed like. They were never really on the field at the same time. And if they were, one of them was playing out of position on the wing. They were never playing two up top. So I'm really interested to see how Arsenal's management handles that situation and, and gets those two players on the pitch because they need to be on the pitch if they're looking to contend for a top four spot. So I don't... Great. That's a great point, and if they're looking to stay on the same team, they need to be on the same. They need to be on the field at the same time. Absolutely, I don't think they're anywhere near a top uh, contending for the title right now. I think they're they've got too many questions at goalkeeper. I think they've got too many questions at uh, defense, and I think their midfield isn't good enough either. I mean, when Aaron Ramsey is your best player in midfield, and I know Corzola is a fantastic player. He's but he's he's arguably not going to play football ever again with his injury. So, I mean, Arsenal really need to sure up that midfield and defense, and I think they would do well next season to finish in the top four. I think that would be a successful season for them. Absolutely. All right, so, like, moving on to this one. This one was an interesting interesting team to watch this year. Burnley. Almost an almost an embarrassment for Arsenal, wasn't it? They were it they were close to catching Arsenal there. It looked like for a time that if they Chomping Burnley on the heels. Man, I, that would have been that would have been something else for for Arsenal. More so for Arsenal than less for Burnley, I feel like cuz that just would have been embarrassing, but Absolutely. It would have been another spot for Burnley, but it would have been quite the statement for Arsenal. Totally. Um I mean, there's not there's not really much to say about Burnley. I'm I'm honestly not surprised by some of their results. They're just a really hard team to play against in the Premier League. If you were to if you were to pick out a typical English Premier League side, right, that would be Burnley. Just super super hard to play against because they're so defensively strong, and they've got some attacking mentalities, and they're they finish their chances. It's a lot of crosses into the box and a lot of headed goals it's just your very typical english team right yeah very blue collared hard working they'll hit you from up. all sides and exactly yeah. and they they exactly they punished them they took their chances like you said and it was just a well-rounded team and it was a consistent team and that is the premier league in its essence it and just sh- sorry go ahead oh it's just great to see that type of team do so well totally and they killed it they killed, uh, not considering the top six usually is away on their own. They beat all the other competition quite spectacular, spectacularly. And they ended up, I mean, I don't think any of the Burnley fans would have been, uh, would have been too upset if you told them they were going to finish seventh and get their first European, European, uh, bid since 1960. So I think that's a fantastic season. And again, uh, Sean Dyche has been a, fantastic manager he's i think what he's done super well this season is he's absolutely played to his strengths of his team his personnel yeah it might not be the best um it might he might not have the individual talent that teams like arsenal and 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 chelsea and united and city and liverpool do but he's got players that fit into his system and that work together so well that they are just able to produce a consist a consistent um product day in day out you know what you're going to get from Burnley um 
they're just going to produce for you. It was a consistent version of Klopp's team, just with not quite the talent resources that exactly. he had. Exactly. And th- that's what you, you can do if you have nothing and you pull together a team that works together, they work hard, and they're consistent. Imagine if they had a little bit of you know uh, transfer market talent. They can definitely move up and be a top six contender. Totally agree. And I think I think one last thing here is to give them some more props is that they lost a world-class center back in Michael Keane over the summer too. So They did. Um, it's... This I think this has been a fantastic season. They might had City not done as well as they did. I think Sean Dyche and and Burnley would have been the team of the season and manager of the season for for me at least. Right. If they um, if they didn't if City didn't quite exceed expectations as well as they did, then maybe Burnley would have taken that. Yeah. I agree. Um, they've just been absolutely fantastic. So some props to them. Let's move on to Crystal Palace, another London team. I just wanted to bring up Wilfred Zaha for a few minutes. Uh, he's been an absolute treat to watch. He's a fantastic player. He he looks like he's really evolving into a, a, a world-class player, honestly. Um, he scored quite a few fair goals this season. Um, and I think Crystal Palace has done really well under Roy Hodgson. And they were looking for a time there um, as, as real relegation contenders um and they had scored zero goals after their first seven games which was quite eye-opening to me um and they were able to turn it around and finish mid-pack i mean 11th place is a great finish for them right yeah all things considered it was a good a uh, good run and, and it is a more notable individual run for wilford zaha just because yeah. If you remember, he used to be on United and watching him there and coming to Crystal Palace and being able to evolve, like you said, and and perform at this level and just grow the way he is is quite remarkable. And it's a a treat to be able to see. Totally. Definitely. I totally agree. Um, Should we talk about some notable mentions? Should we just kind of round off the the rest of the league? I think we had a couple of notable, notable mentions. Yeah, I will. I will say, uh, as disappointing as Everton was this season, they um, an eighth place finish for me is actually pretty decent for them. I thought I thought that they they had the potential to be really poor and finish really poorly this season. I think Rooney kind of didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. They've got some other really good players on that squad that um, that haven't really panned out to the the wit to the uh, utmost abilities that they wanted them to and uh um, they've had to rely on some younger players um to pull them through the season and i think they did well to finish eighth another notable mention ian is brighton and hove albion they were well managed by chris hewton and they actually avoided relegation for the second consecutive year for the first time in decades actually so this was quite momentous for their team and it was a good good uh performance staying in the league and you know putting up a fight so we'll be we'll be interested to see if they can even move up in the the rankings next year i have a i have a fun little stat for for brighton and hove albion um their first game this season if you remember was against manchester city and city had just bought their two pairs of outside backs um and they, the two outside backs for City cost more than the entire stadium 
did for Ho- Brighton and Hove Albion to build this year, the Amex Stadium. So that I just kind of remember. puts in perspective. That kind of puts into perspective their achievement this year for uh, staying up in the league with such a such a small budget and uh, um, just a just a squad in a in a in a town in the south. It's just it's just quite a good achievement for them. So I do remember that. It's that perspective really shows the magnitude of the accomplishment of some of these teams. Yep. Um, I think one more notable mention for me, Ty, is uh, West Brom. I they finished twentieth. 20th obviously fans are super disappointed they're going to be going down for the first time in a long time um, they've always been kind of one of the mainstays in the Premier League um, it's it's a little bit sad to see because there's such history behind that team and um, it was a very disappointing season for them um, I think that West Brom made a poor decision in not changing management to uh, Darren, Darren Moore uh, sooner they just it just kind of seemed like they just were just hoping that things would turn around and they didn't weren't weren't making changes and weren't making changes and then by the time they made the change to Darren Moore it was too late um, but it's not actually it was they ended the season on a very high note they came away some with some really great uh, results um, against some very good opponents and uh, they made a run there at the end it looked like they had an opportunity to uh, to make a run out of the out of the relegation zone, but they they ended up not being able to uh, complete the momentous task. Um, I will say though, it is it is good to see that Darren Moore didn't end up getting the full time position at, at West Brom. So I think they'll be a they'll be a good outfit for the championship next year, and I think they they will be back up in the Premier Premier League very soon. One uh, last notable mention for me in is Stoke City. Yep. Just want to mention that this team is. They're actually being relegated in 19th place, uh, just above West Brom. But <clears throat> it's quite amazing to con- consider some of the other teams that we've discussed and their success. And yeah. Stoke has players like Zernan Shakiri, yeah. and they can't even get it together. And it might be because there's a lot of rumors surrounding the the players and in the dressing room, so yep. uh, that definitely could be playing a part in in their demise. So they they have a lot more to figure out than just football. But it's quite amazing to see a team like this going down in such in such flame and such style. Yep, I remember uh, Stoke City kind of remind me of Sunderland, who used to play Premier League football, and uh, it kind of brings up warning signs because Sunderland just got relegated from um, the lower division of football. Um, and so they've taken a massive fall um, from the Premier League. So I think Stoke City really need to buckle down this summer. They really need to make some. They don't necessarily have to go get flashy players. They just need to sign smart. They they just need to sign smart players. They just need to go and sign players that are going to fit into their system, that are going to give them an opportunity to get back in the Premier League. Because essentially, that's what they that's the ultimate goal for them right now is to just try and get back in the Premier League. And they've just got to make sure that they don't let this relegation get to them and buckle down and 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 feel the strong team for next season to get out of the championship because if, just like just like players being promoted and pressing they can get demoted and really shit the bed so yep. they have to focus on getting together because they can do the same thing in the lower divisions and we've seen it time and time again where teams just absolutely, just like you said, they just shit the bed as soon as they get relegated. I mean, 
you look like at they Portsmouth. expect to to perform because they're coming from the prem from the first division and that's it, not always the case it wasn't long ago that Portsmouth was challenging for the league um, and now I don't even know what league they're in I think they might be in league two or league three um, in the lower divisions of English football I mean you it's so it's so easy to get caught up in a Premier League relegation and just lose everything as a club um, and it's I, I, it's just going to be really hard for Stoke City. I just really hope that they pull the things together in their dressing room and with their management and and field a good team because, I mean they've their Premier League their Premier League mainstays is just like West Brom is and it'd be nice to see them back in the Premier League in the next coming seasons. Absolutely. All, All right, right you so take we, us uh, away? yeah, let's do it. We uh, we really appreciate you guys joining the episode today. That was part two of our Premier League in review. Um, we hope you guys like the episode. As always, go subscribe and comment on the podcast and um, give us a like and follow on Instagram. We post some really cool content there. Um, and as always, just keep the conversation going. That's that's what fuels this. That's what fuels this two lads community. And we want to keep it going and spread the word of football in, in the United States. So, um, anything else, Ty? No. And- All right, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to Two Lads Football Podcast. If you guys like what you heard and want to hear more, hit that subscribe button and join the Two Lads family. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Two Lads Podcast. We want to hear from you guys, and we'll also be posting some great content.